Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa, Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, oh shit. Damn. Marissa. This is Marissa right here. This is the reason why I'm flyer than all you niggas. <laughs> Thanks, too. You understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Taylor Gang and Don. We don't even got to say shit because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. Hello. Welcome, 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 welcome. What, what movie or show is that where they're like, waka, 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 waka? I think it's The Muppet. No, it's not The Muppets. Oh. What is it? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Waka, 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 waka. I know what you're talking about. Monty Python. Definitely not. Never saw that movie in my life. Although my father loves it. Anyway, welcome to Marissa Explains It All. It is your host, Marissa Mendez. Thank you. Here with the gang gang, Joyce, Ariella, Prime. And that's the gang gang. So we're all here. Gang's all here. No guests today, just us. Just us. Wow, I thought I heard a, I heard a dog barking. Oh, well, it's people talking, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have Nova with me today. Oh, big that, big news, everyone! Mm-hmm. Big news. Thank you. Nova is officially a Mendez. Nova Mendez. <laughs> I mean, I guess he should always be like Nova Hayes, but still, he's mine now. He was officially Did given you sign to me. Paperwork? No, he was just given. To me. Like as a present? Like, here's my dog that I don't want anymore. You can have no, it. No, it, <laughs> it was actually a very serious convo and Guap almost cried. Oh. I know. But um, he was, because I was like, okay, you know, I'm going. <laughs> I was like, I'm going back home to Jersey this weekend again. Like, you know, I'm, I'll drop Nova off on Friday because I had him this week because I keep taking him because I love him. And Guap was like, I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be in Australia. And I was like, okay, but it's your dog, so what is your game plan? Because you have to, something. he's like, just leave him in the house. I'm like, Keem, that's not how this works. And then he was like, nah, but in all seriousness, like, I'm just getting more and more busy, and, like, I I sincerely, like, can't do it. Like He's, like, popping the fuck off. I know. It's actually, okay, uh, so many things have been going on in his career. The the, Dreamville shit, and now he's going to fucking Australia. Like, who goes to Australia? And... The foot action commercials, like oh, I didn't even know about that. What? Yeah, a series of four that are playing a nation- nationally, like on television. Oh my and god, everything. he's gonna get like a bag. Yeah, that's a bag bag. <laughs> that's a yeah. that's a every time they play you, you get cha ching cha ching exactly. cha ching bag. Yes. Oh. And I've like learned about that bag from my Uber drivers because when you live in LA, all Everyone's your Uber drivers a, are actors. They're all in commercials <laughs> and they all are also rappers. Yes, and they um also do Task Rabbit as well. So oh, I haven't really met that many Task Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was actually now that I think of it, my Task Rabbit that when I first moved here to Encino that told me about his career in commercial wing and he gets like a big big bag like he just does Tash Rabbit on the side but like his one commercial that he did years ago that was a national commercial he he's like living off of my um best friends growing up used to be babysat by Flo from the progressive commercial oh my god that's so cool cool. She's got like a fucking. She's probably like a billion. Hair. But what's so fire is like Facts. she don't gotta do much. She literally yeah. goes uh, right. Uh, I mean, like uh, granted, uh, like it's it's a skill because not everyone can be like funny and like do the do what she does. I mean, she's a legitimate actress, but like all she does is a commercial, like probably once every three months or something. I feel like she can't even do any other role. Right, but be she's flow super the progressive girl. Well, what's so funny about that is. Um, 
not funny at all, actually. But what's interesting about that is um, Mac Main, uh, uh, Little Wayne's Mac Main. Him and I used to be like super tight, so he, we used to talk about a lot of stuff. And there was one of these um, companies that wanted their mask, not mask, their their version of Flow or whatever. And they want they were interested in him, and they wanted it to be it was gonna be like a rapper guy or whatever. But the contract oh, said. <laughs> The contract said you cannot do anything else. Oh, nothing. Yeah. So I would not be surprised if that was Flo's contract. Probably. Well. Yeah. Exclusivity do. Yeah. And um but that, that that makes me wonder like what was the deal with the uh the Verizon guy that can you hear me now? Because he does sprint <gasps> he, now, right? Yep. Oh he yeah. no, he did. Wait, oh and, and also uh, oh no, never mind, never mind. I was gonna say something about the subway guy. Jared, he's in jail. Oh, no, so. yes. <laughs> yeah, now he's in jail. So there's that. Um, <laughs> Off time. And then there was, like, this super cute white guy that was, like, it was one of those, it was, the, I think it was, oh, credit, freecreditreport.com, and they used, it was, like, a boy band or something, and, like, they would all sing in the commercial or whatever. Oh, I kind of remember that. Yeah, and but, like, I remember looking into it because I was that invested in the commercial. Like, I Googled, like, information about it because that's the type of shit I do when I'm bored. And um, it was actually not even his voice. He was just the face of it, but there was a whole other person that was the singing voice, part of his groups. Wow. Fun fact. Nothing to do with this conversation in particular, but since we're just talking about people that start in commercials. Nice. Thought I would enlighten you with that fact. Sensational. <laughs> <laughs> what a great segue, Prime, because we have Future on our list. We do. Wow. Look at us doing good segues today. Maybe. Well, we didn't do our intro. So we just, okay. So we Let me suck. do the intro. Join the MEIA mob. You can listen to us on SoundCloud. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on motherfucking Spotify, which popping. Yes, you can. We're on Dash Radio's talk station sometimes. Who knows when? At, just kidding, know. just kidding. Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, starting next week, you'll be able to listen to me, not my whole show, but me, on Dash's hip-hop station, which I don't know the name yet. But I will be every single day, Monday through Friday, like 12 to 3 p.m. Got to check. But, uh, yes. Yeah, so Wait, be what are you doing? Yeah, right. so I'm going to be one of the um, hosts of their hip-hop station every day. Oh, so like nice. going into music and shit like that. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I just said that so casually. Since right? when the, what the <laughs> I didn't even know this. The and fuck? next week you can catch me here. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so Monday through Friday, that's like your new thing? Yeah, it's like a, it's a show. I have a From show. one to three? I, I literally, I'd have to look at my emails. That's, that's how. Who how are you on it with? Just me. It's my show. Oh. Mm -hmm. Hey. And there's music. You guys should check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They sent me, I'll do it too. I'll they check sent it out. me the, um, the music logs today for Monday and Tuesday. So before Monday and Tuesday, I got to get sit down and record it all the breaks and stuff. And it'll be like, you know, what's up, guys? What's going on today? Blah, blah, blah. All right. Coming up next, we got Future and his blah, 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 blah. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. DJ. And, and they told me that I can um, put my interviews from the show on there, too. So we, I'm going to pack a plug the show on there and all that fun stuff. So we love Dash. Yes, we do. Mm. And so this weekend when I go home to Jersey, I'm going to just get in the studio and get all that squared away. So we're going to in a second but back to future back to future back oh, wait, to we... the future <laughs> nice but i didn't finish my intro though also i forgot to say email us at meiapodcast at gmail.com and follow us on instagram and twitter at marissa explains and you could watch part of our stuff on youtube at youtube.com slash marissa mendes and 
after the show today, we are having our Patreon meeting. Did we say, wait, did we agree on that? That's what we said, right? Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember if I just made that up because I decided that or if we decided No, 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 that we decided that. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and then we will, so that way when we come back next week, we will have solid Patreon information for y'all because y'all have been actually asking because you want to give us your coins and we like your coins. We've never like had us. any of your coins, so I don't know about like, <laughs> I'm sure I will love your coins. <laughs> love coins, yes. So, um, yeah, so that's later. So, yeah, all of that. Now on to future. Future is a fuckboy. That's all I have to say. Just I mean, I have more to say, but that's what I want to say. Okay. Well, I don't know what it is this week. I, I don't know. Okay. I Wow, there's so much I want yeah, to say right now. There's, there's a lot. Okay. okay. So first, I am pretty upset that I feel like we're all fucking sheep. And like we just like just go along with like whatever. Like the I whole agree. Fire Festival documentary kind of exemplified that like how like influencers just post all this shit and then people are gonna spend a hundred fucking thousand dollars to go on an island and so i see like all these tweets on twitter of people being like fuck future future such an asshole blah 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 he said this about the comment that he made about sierra russell wilson and that's russell wilson and so i was like okay what the fuck is everybody talking about not that i'm like a future stan or anything because i'm not like i don't he has like nine baby mamas i'm like okay whatever like he has a lot going on <laughs> but i wanted to see what everything was about. So I watched a couple of his interviews. I watched the one with Nessa. She's like a bomb interviewer. First Nessa off. is the shit. She's amazing. And there was a couple parts of it that were just like so good that I didn't understand why nobody brought those points up. And it was kind of just like the internet ran with one thing. And I felt like it was completely taken out of context too. Like there's one part where they asked him, they're like, what's your biggest regret? And he was like, my biggest regret like in life is just like not loving harder. Boy, listen, I saw that in your notes because I didn't watch his stupid shit. Yeah. That's that is exactly what fuckboys say. Mm-hmm. Like we he could say all these great things. Obviously, he's a great talker and an extremely charismatic person and that is why he has 84 and a half baby mamas. Okay. Because he knows how to talk to these women and he knows the right things to say and he knows the things to but do. I don't know. But okay, so if you watch the interview, mm-hmm. it just it was really vulnerable. Like it wasn't like him being like, "Yeah, I should have done that." He he like literally looked like he was about to like break down. Narcissists like, into tears. know exactly how to be quote unquote vulnerable and ta- say all the bad attributes of themselves and what they need to work on, and they know where they fucked up. They do all that shit. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything to fix it, and he never will. He, that is that is exactly how he manipulates everyone into thinking, oh, he's a hurt man that just needs to be loved. Let me love him. That is the that is the number one trait of a narcissist and even potentially a sociopath. I don't know future well enough to diagnose him. Uh, I know that but you- I'm confident that he is a narcissist. Absolutely confident. And we've seen it time and time again with his behavior with Sierra. And then yeah. most fucking recently with that fucking, I don't know which interview it was, but when he was talking about Russell Wilson, he said that he doesn't really feel like Russell is a man because he listens to what Sierra says and he just goes by what Sierra says. And essentially, in, he's a bitch. In so many words, he doesn't stand on his own two feet, basically. And that right there is like all we need to know. I don't need to know anything else surrounding that. The fact that that's what you think, like, Fuck, bruh. Like, and and he's just such a, like, he's just, he is a walking example of toxic masculinity, like 110,000%. 
and you know it just it just well just the shit that he spews and then he has his little hive that just follows after him and already all these men already think in this way that they own these women and that these women are supposed to be serving them and doing what they say and they could be fucking 80,000 bitches but the woman's supposed to just be sitting at home waiting for him mm. I don't know what it is about Future, but I sincerely hate that man. I know you hate Future. <laughs> well, okay, here's the thing. Is that, you know, I really didn't have any opinion on him before. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I mean, I listen to his music. I, I enjoy what I hear and what I like, what I like. I can't get into it. Whatever. I tried. I want to because I, I'm able to separate the music and the man, but I just sincerely but don't enjoy the music. I do have to say, like, with... I don't know. I in, interviews in general. I love watching all interviews just because even if I never listen to the artist like Tory Lanez, I've never listened to Tory Lanez ever. I've never. Even, I have whatever. Lots of, lots. But I watched his interview recently. Uh, I think it was a Breakfast Club interview, and I was like, oh, he seems really dope. Like, he's super dope and he's so and smart, very and he's charismatic. So intelligent. Yes, so exactly. With this future interview, there was one point that like it, it is true. There are a lot of people, and he said this, he was like, I didn't really have, like, a male figure in my life to, like, show me how to do things. <sighs> which is, like, which is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really whatever, valid argument. I guess. But the fact that you even know that and no, you but, know what you're doing wrong. But, like, no, and then he said in the interview, he, like, he does want a woman who's really ambitious. That's one thing that he did say. He did say he was, like, I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that's, like, like have the relationship all over social media. That's like something that he's like not about. And he did say he is trying to settle down and like find. Bruh, of course that's what he's saying. He's never going to really do it. What he really means is he just wants a bitch he can manipulate that's not posting all their but, shit so he could keep doing shit. I'm telling you. But he's, okay, so okay, just in general, why do I, I think that there is some point. That, like, in somebody's head, they're, they're just like, no, nah, I don't really want to do that anymore. Because you know that's not going to work forever. No. Not him. I'm not convinced. I'm just not. He had, like, 80 different tries. Yeah. And he just keeps getting worse. His actions are proof. You tell me, Ariel, your thoughts. On Future? Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm with Marissa. Like, I can separate the person from their music. Mm-hmm. I love his music yeah, he's not she doesn't, before, he doesn't suck by any means i just legitimately am, don't enjoy the music. yeah well his especially as of lately like his actions have definitely like deterred me from liking him as a person um he's definitely had his like fuckboy tendencies over the years totally but these past few comments that he's made in these interviews are like emasculating a man especially the man who pick up the pieces That's fucked that up. you that, like that, fuck yes. you broke Sarah's heart. You had a kid. This man is raising your yeah. kid. He, He's doing an ex- outstanding no job. Connected, right. And you're emasculating this man for no reason. Because, right. because you, you are a fuckboy. Exactly. Exactly. Only, be, exactly. only because you have a problem with yourself and you can't take that. These other women, you know, are pushing you to the curb because you shit. Mm-hmm. Plain and motherfucking simple, bro. He's I a just piece feel of shit. like he's just a sad person. And hurt people hurt people? Yeah. No, he's just an idiot. I mean, yeah, he's probably also It could have stemmed from that, but... but The fact that he's recognizing all these traits, what are you doing to fix it, sir? Exactly. Nothing. You're going to just find a bitch that is cool and will kind of let you just get over with it and then you'll, you know, just like his BM that he keeps getting back with, then fucking her over, then getting back with, she's his queen, then he has a whole baby, like, what's her name, Brittany? Brittany. Come on, bro. People like him are the reason why I hate men. Mm-hmm. Although I love men. But I hate Future. Strong, strong word, hate. Maybe I don't hate him. But I hate the man that Future represents. 
because Ooh. we all know one of those men in life. What what's that? What is that? <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> I wouldn't know. Don't really listen. Although I really do like used to this. I think that's him and Drake. Yeah. Good song. And it reminds me of when I first moved here. And that was a really good time in my life because it was exciting and unknown. And I like exciting and unknown things. Thanks. So let's move on. You mentioned Fire Festival. Yes, this Fire Festival documentary. I don't know if you've seen it, Marissa. Oh, I watched both Netflix and Hulu. Oh, I, I was okay. very invested. Oh, I'm so I was literally gonna text you today, but I didn't want to like sound weird. I was gonna be like, please, Marissa, please watch the Fire Festival <laughs> documentary so that we can talk about it yes, today. Because I remember exactly when it went down. In Me April too. And I was like, those stupid motherfuckers, mm-hmm. har 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 har. <laughs> I slept on an air mattress that night in my new apartment because I let my mom sleep in my bed because she was visiting and it was an awful trip because she annoyed the fuck out of me the whole time. And we weren't talking in that morning because she was mad at me for not talking enough. I don't <laughs> fucking remember. I kind of remember you talking about this. Yeah, she's and didn't Mike's uh, mom kid and daughter come, come two too? Weeks late, 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 no, they were at the, the same, same time, time. Right. and then she got mad at me because I wanted to spend time with them too. But like as a collective, and she didn't want to spend time with them. And then I'm wrong for I just oh, Jesus Christ, Jeez. Pam. I can't. I can't deal with her. And she's exactly like my grandma. May she rest in peace. I love my grandma. But my grandma was the queen of the silent treatment, so that's my mom's thing I'm too. So mm-hmm. bad at the silent treatment. I'm, There's nothing that I am like I can't ignore something. If I'm, I'm mad, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm like a mix. I mean, I, I. What's crazy is like I feel like I haven't had like a long enough relationship in my adult life. Like I mean, I had smoke and I was what 24 and 25, but you're still kind of like figuring shit out at 24 and 25, sorta. So like I haven't had like a real thing where like I can really see my behaviors in those type of and then like plus me and smoke never had beef like also when you just because you act one way in one relationship does not yeah, mean you that you like carry those same actions yep. into another relationship mm-hmm. well, like it's crazy how you could be with somebody and like you know not really like affection and like with them you're just like not into like kissing or cuddling or anything mm-hmm. and then the next person. person you're just like all over them and your ex is like what the fuck you never did that shit with me and you're just yeah. like. I literally don't know where this came from (laughs) and like that's the other thing like with smoke too is like he was my first love but i've like always said like you know i've always said like it just wasn't a deep love or like a deep relationship because like it really we really just coasted for the two years we were together like there really wasn't fights until the end when it just kind of like stopped working and then like there wasn't like any deep conversation there was like i don't know it was just such a like a fake relationship to me like it was real we liked each other we were attracted to each other but there was just like no depth to it so all that to say like like i don't know what i'm gonna be like in a real truly passionate like i'll die without you relationship but that remains to be seen now we're talking about the fire festival fire festival so yes i recall it when it was happening i completely enjoyed every single second of oh it. my god twitter i wasn't even into twitter yet like i i have had twitter since like 2012 but the, <laughs> the, right I, i've had twitter but when that was blowing up i was like looking at threads and like really getting like into twitter i think that's okay. like what brought me back okay what the fuck did you just pull off of your head <laughs> it's a it's on the headphone it's like a new headphone like you know when the sticker's still on yeah. stuff very satisfying but go on uh no yeah that was it the, oh. uh, just watching it go down on twitter it was like the most comical thing ever it really and was. i knew people who went and like that you made it of even course better. you know people joyce would know people who went i went to private school in los angeles yeah <laughs> wow how many people would you say like a handful one i know well okay none of like my friends went but like people that i just know or like that i heard of probably like a good dozen Damn. wow <laughs> 
didn't even know like okay, oh my god that's what i wanted to talk about cool i have someone to talk about it it's crazy because when all this shit was happening and they were like putting out articles about who the billy guy was and saying all these different things i'm like is he sounds so familiar like why do i know him or this company or whatever and then watching the documentary it all it came back to the me card the magnesis. the magnesis card so they had a condo in new york city and it was like they said in the thing, like that's where they were be throwing parties at. And it was this exclusive thing. And, you know, at the time I'm at Hot 97. So like we're a part of everything that people are doing in New York City. And Drewski was just starting a bubble at that time. Oh, yeah. And so they had Drewski DJing at that fucking condo like every weekend. And Drewski would always be like, yo, it's this rich white dude. And like he just spending mad bread. Like he t- he cashing out me and him and Cypher Sounds were doing a lot of shit together at the time. They were called The Movement. And now it's just Drewski doing his thing. But um, they had him and Cypher up in that bitch like all the time. And like I, I even saw what triggered it was in the documentary. I saw Jim Jones in the shit and like Drewski and Jim have always oh gone. Through, yeah. And so, like, that's how I remember, because, like, you know, Drewski would bring all those artists for the dude Billy, and I think that's why, because Billy just is, like, the, the the kid with money or that could get money or whatever that just wants to be down. Like, I we have all know one of those. a huge, like, thought about this that okay. we need to hold on to about Billy, and I can't forget it. Okay, well, write it down. I that did. You don't, oh, okay. Um, and then the other, so then it's even more crazy, because at Hot 97, like any radio station there's a sales department and that's who like you know all the ads that you hear on the radio including all the shit that like each radio personality does like i'm in store at boost mobile today come see me blah blah blah, blah. that all goes through the sales department and then whatever then they bring it down to the, the radio side and i distinctly remember him coming in multiple times oh, wow. to sit with nessa and to sit with megan because i i just i would like stay from the morning and like just be on or whatever and tell you know there's this fire app and you know so we actually were promoting the fire app on hot 97 like they were running ads on it and then the one day and i don't remember if it was ness or megan but i know it was just one time he came in and was like uh i think i want to say it was it was megan and he was like meg we want to um we want to get you down with this big festival that's going to be happening in april this was like right before i left so probably like december um, 2016 or January 2017 and he was like you know it's gonna be crazy all the good music artists are doing it blah 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 blah. and Megan's favorite rapper is Ja Rule for whatever reason and so he was like and Ja Rule's a part Megan of right? it uh-huh and he was like Ja Rule's a part of it blah 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 and I remember sitting there like fuck bro why am I moving to LA I'm gonna miss being a part of like going to this festival all type of shit and then as it was happening I remember thinking like Yo, like we almost were that. I mean, obviously the negotiations with Megan and every other person fell through because I, even in the documentary, I didn't know not one of those influencers that they were naming that were there. I don't think I knew anybody at all. I didn't even like find a Twitter account of somebody that went other than like the ones that were going like super viral. Like I really don't know anybody, but um, yeah. So it was kind of cool that like I forgot we had so many ties to that shit. And even with the Magnesis house, um, I think Beats by Dre, through a party there on all-star weekend when all-star was in new york in 2015 so like they were like they were doing shit and that that did not work out very well (laughs) so to give people who haven't or who haven't heard about the documentary or who don't know anything about the festival it's this music festival that ja rule and this guy billy Billy. mcfarlane Mm -hmm. um 
created, tried to put together, and at least the documentary that I saw, which was the Netflix one, it kind of sets it up as like this guy has a huge vision. He wants to make it work. He has this grand idea to throw this lavish party like on the island, and he has these beautiful supermodels there, and he's going to have all these acts, and you just realize through the documentary that's just not going to work. Yeah. The infrastructure of the island that they chose in the Bahamas just wasn't able to sustain that many people. They didn't have the axe book. They didn't have, they've never threw events at such a grand scale, so they couldn't, it just, Yo, it, from the beginning, it was, doomed. They, it was doomed. But you don't really see until the very end of the documentary that this guy isn't a mastermind or he's not just a visionary because it sets it up as like, it's a guy with a big dream. And like, you, he just wants to see his dream filled out and like he just wants to make it happen and like when people came to him with the problem he'd be like we're not a group of uh complainers we're problem solvers we're gonna make this happen and you kind of it kind of gives you that like momentum of like oh my god like he's not he's not he's not a dirt bag he's just has a really big mind. Yeah. But then at the end of the documentary, you see he was scheming people. He was lying. There's contracts in place that weren't actually legitimate contracts. There was no business actually set up or all this stuff. And then you start to learn through everything else. And, you know, there were employees that were working for the company that didn't want to quit because they didn't want to get sued and they didn't really know about the legality of everything. And it just kind of, well, first I was like, wow, this guy is Donald Trump. (laughs) I was like, this guy is Donald Trump and he has a fucking vision and he's selling all these people on this vision and we're all fucking retards and we're just running with it. Not a nice word, but yes. Yes. Sorry. Mm -hmm. You say it all the time. So when I'm trying to get better. (laughs) Anyways. So it just, that like, for me, like that was like one thing that I saw. And then it's also just like how we as humans just blindly like believe that systems and like are real. If that makes sense. It's like the the employees didn't want to quit because they were scared that they were going to lose their job and that they were doing something illegal when actually the whole thing was illegal. Yeah. And it's kind of just like, we believe things are set the way that they are, but we don't, I don't know. It's just like, everything is a lie. Yeah. (laughs) It, It just got me to thinking like how, like uh, even like the contracts that they originally uh, put out, it was like um, he said that he had like five billion dollars worth of Facebook shares or something, but it right, turned out it was only a thousand bucks. Yeah. And you can just write anything on paper and people will believe you. And so it's like, what? honestly, that should inspire me. I'm like, bro, yeah, what can I, I'm gonna I start do putting on my resumes. I graduated from fucking Harvard. Who's gonna check me? Like, Literally, I don't even know. I mean, that's I mean, that's how I got my hot ninety seven internship years ago not that I graduated from Harvard but that I was getting college credit and I wasn't getting shit I just put it on a piece of paper and it was it was real at that point exactly so (laughs) it's like so that just made me think of it and then also like uh you guys might be wondering like how he got money to even get jump off and it was just he didn't really have money but he would secure like oh two hundred thousand dollars from this person's coming in so we can pay for the catering and it's like everything was just coming in and he would use it immediately it wasn't like he had a bank account that had like it reminded me of like when like you pay one bill with your credit card and then pay your credit card with another credit card and then pay that credit card but this is millions and yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars. What Billy is good at is talking, which is a skill that I aspire. I mean, anyone can talk. I mean, like convincing people salesman. to do shit. Yeah, like, and I wish I had that fucking skill, bro. And like, he was convincing people to fork over millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And 
I wish it was a better person in his position because honestly, the idea of the festival was pretty fucking cool. The idea of the app that they had was pretty cool. The, too. the app is amazing, and Ja Rule has since restarted it, and now and it's called Icon. It. Yeah, I mean, it really is a very phenomenal. Because like, even just yesterday, random example, I was at All Def Digital with Guap and my homegirl, and we were talking to the people that work there, and because um, my homegirl. Uh, my friend Sasha, she's a publicist for people like India Love and different people. And so they were talking to Sasha about some show that they're doing or whatever. And they were like, yeah, we're trying to get Fat Boy too, but we don't, we can't really secure a real contact on him or whatever. And I was like, oh, fucking here you go right here. Here's the manager. <laughs> but like even just that little thing, it honestly, when I said it, when that happened, it I immediately thought of the app. I'm like, how many times are we trying to get in contact with people to for legitimate I mean like they had a legitimate budget that they wanted to give to fat and so it's like but they didn't know how to fucking cut and I'm like yeah and I'm I was bewildered I'm like it's so easy we all know them but it's just because I'm from Jersey that's why I know them or whatever but it's a great a phenomenal app Mm -hmm. it cuts out so many middle and and the biggest thing ironically is it cuts out the fraud that a lot of people are dealing with because you end up because you never know who you're talking to exactly could be like yeah i man i manage this artist and you don't really have a true way to vet that because like nine out of ten times the artist unless lower tier artists have their booking info in their bios bigger artists don't always have that shit or whatever and that actually happened at my alma mater at um montclair state university when i was already out and it's funny too because i was trying to convince them when i was there to book wayne book drake and they were like oh we'll pass we'll pass we don't really know who they are and then wayne and drake blew up and i was trying to get them to book Nicki minaj they kept passing 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 and then um, when I left, they booked Nicki Minaj, sent all this money, and it ended up being that they sent it to a scam guy or whatever, oh, and they didn't book Nicki at all. And it was like a big thing. And I felt really bad because one of my girlfriends, I, I was part of the, um, it was called, I think it was called Concert One or something like that. And so it was the, the event planning yeah, little committee. Yeah, that did like a, the big Montclair Fest every year. And um, so I had made some friends on there. And then my one girlfriend that I had made, she was under me. like younger than me rather and so she was at the helm of this and so she was like devastated and completely embarrassed and like this was at the height of like Nicki Mania and I want to say 2010 um yeah I think it was and they made ads and everything everything did everybody show up like it was was a huge thing people were camped out for the tickets and everything and then um it got down to Nikki, and then Nikki even had to make a statement on Twitter and apologize to all the kids at oh, Montclair. Shit. All it was like a huge deal, and again, like it's basically one person responsible for that, Melissa, and she was absolutely fucking crushed. So all that to say, these this app is is absolutely great, and you know, even in watching the documentary, I felt so bad for the employees for the because team. they really believed in the app so, as well. So for those that you don't know, there's um there was the fire app and then there was the fire festival, which was just born to, to create, to create buzz for, for the, the app. app. And the app is a booking app so that uh, anybody can, John, Joe, Harry, anyone can just op- download this. I mean, you have to have some money, but you download the app. And if you want to book Little Wayne for your bar mitzvah because your dad is fucking Larry David. Yes, got to use a Larry David reference. Um, <laughs> then you go on this app and you literally just type in Little Wayne. It's How right there. Offer yeah, you're putting your offer and you're you're connected directly with his team. And it's, you know, confirmed, vetted that it's definitely them and you're all good to go. Um, and they can kick back the offer or they could do whatever they want and you go from there. So, I mean, it's a fucking genius app. And, um, you know, so and and what's more sucky, too, is in the documentary, they were saying like everything that he was doing, whether it be the app, the concert, all that he was hiring the best of the best talent in the business, 
you know, like the best event planners, the best design app people, the best all that shit. So it's like you have all these people and I, I and then like, you know, I know they were getting a lot of shame for like, well, why did you keep doing this shit? You, you, you should be held accountable as well. But like, it's very easy to be in the dark about a lot of shit. And that's mm-hmm. also like your job. Exactly. Like when, when you, you don't want to. We all have crazy bosses and we're like, oh. I'll do yeah. it. Like, you, you really want me to send out this little, okay, it doesn't yeah, really make sense, but it's your it. fucking job. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta yeah. show up. And then, like, sometimes you're like, all right, I'm gonna do it, and it's gonna not work, and then you're gonna see, and then you're gonna listen to me in the next round. The, and th- Go ahead. Oh, the part that I didn't get, though, was all of those employees just putting stuff on their regular credit cards because that's I've heard of oh, it. Shit. I've heard of that's it. That's fucked up because now, after all said and done, the guy's going to jail for six years, which is not enough at fucking all. And uh, the employees, the leftover employees, they had run up personal their personal credit cards upwards of like two hundred thousand dollars. So I feel terrible. Yeah, for and that. the poor woman in the Bahamas that was responsible that for the catering. Cr- I want someone to make her go find. They did. They made oh, over a hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. She's good to go. Go. Okay, She's good. Set. She used oh. her fifty thousand. Fifty thousand in savings to invest. That's a lot in that. of fucking yeah. savings. I'm like, damn, girl. You are a good saver. <laughs> I was I literally, I was like, she is a good saver. <laughs> I literally was watching that. I, I like clapped when she said, I mean, then I was sad because I was, she lost so, I it cried. all. But like, I shed a tear. I was yeah. like. I was, I wanted to, that was literally my plan. I had tweeted, like, I'm going to go home, get high and watch the Firefest doc with my pup. And then I forgot to get high. So I'm in hindsight, I'm disappointed because it probably would have been 10 times more lit if I was high as hell. I'm not getting high for two weeks. Related. Girls Trip was one of my favorite movies of 2017. And the same team that brought us Girls Trip is bringing us What Men Want. So y'all know y'all got to get your girl crew together and fucking go see this. What Men Want is like the greatest movie to see with your girls. It's going to be in theaters on February 8th. It's R-rated, so make sure you bring your ID and all that. Um, it's about a woman who gains the incredible power to hear men's thoughts and how she uses the power to win in life and love. So imagine all the possibilities that you could do if you knew what men were actually thinking. And that actually would have saved me a lot of my troubles when I was in Mexico worrying over why somebody wasn't texting me back. Um, Taraji P. Henson is a star who you know is super fucking funny, so it should be super good. The rest of the cast, also big stars. Oh my goodness, my favorite mom from the Goldbergs, Wendy Mc... I don't even know how to say her name. McClendon Covey will be in it. Max Greenfield, Aldis Hodge, Pete Davison, Josh Brenner, Shaq, Erica Badu, like superstar studded cast. February 8th in theaters, get the girls. Maybe we'll do a little thing for the MEIA squad. We'll all go see the movie out here as a team. We'll let y'all know. Um, but yeah, February 8th in, in theaters, what men want. That place next door, are they open after we get out of here? Yes. Because I want like a- They're kind of expensive though. I just want to pre-roll. Oh. I just want to smoke a blunt tonight. Why do you want to pre-roll? Because I don't know how to roll. Also, you don't know the difference between a blunt and a fucking joint. Whatever. I don't understand <gasps> why they're different. And it makes me so Claim angry. Claim you smoke more weed than me. You in my really mind, they're it. all just weed, weed, is weed. Yeah, that's how I look at it. Like, I forget that, all like, right, I, I know what it is. Like, a blunt is-, is Tobacco? Is, exactly. And then a joint is rolling papers. I yes. get it. I get it. And I'm going to teach you how to roll a joint. I don't want to learn. Because then I'm really a smoker. And I refuse to accept that. <laughs> well, then, can you just- Pay me to roll you joints? Well, I still have to buy the weed, which is the most annoying part of it all. That's why no, I buy No, because then it's cheaper when you buy weed and roll it than buying a fucking $5 pre-roll. It's just so much Shit. work when I could just go in there, get one pre-roll, go home and smoke it. I'm not going to finish it all in one night. It's going to take me like three You're not going to finish it all. <laughs> because I'm not a real weed smoker. Yeah. That's why I get a pen, though, because I, I have don't a pen. have to worry about putting it the, out. I, I have a pen. Like, I don't like the sensation of it. I have a new thing. A new thing that I'm trying for two weeks. I'm trying not to smoke for two weeks. I'm gonna try. It started today. What, what is like, this? What does that do from? for you? 
where is it coming from? Why yeah. am I not? Well, What's I'm trying to not smoke and I'm also trying to not drink for two weeks just to see if I could do it. Because I just, I've become really, I didn't even realize. Dependent on. Dependent on. And I never, ever used to smoke at work, like at my old job. And like now I have a pen and like I'm not, I'm, I just find myself using it all the time when I'm driving, when I'm doing mm. this, that and the other. And like, I don't really realize that I'm always fucking high. And I was. <laughs> so irritable the last two weeks like insane because you couldn't get the weed or whatever no not because oh. but i was just like why the fuck am i so irritated i was and the, my coping thing was i was just like i need to get high right now like i need to get high because i'm so fucking pissed and everything was making me mad I, I wasn't even on my period i don't know what's going on so i just i was like maybe i'll just take a break for two weeks and see what happens and today's day one Nice. Yesterday was day one of not being high all day, but I smoked at night just to finish the weed that I had. And then today <laughs> is course. day That's one of complete sobriety for, we'll see how long. Well, what I tend, I mean, I like weed now more than ever because there's no calories involved in eating a light, like eating a light bulb. I'm reading this paper, <laughs> eating an edible or, I mean, depending on the edible, but just a little bite of gummy that I had, there's nothing in that or whatever, or smoking weed. And for some reason I've been able to like really train myself to like not get the munchies when I smoke. I don't know That's how good. I've gotten to this point, but that is why when I walked in, Joyce said I was like a Polly Pocket because she said mm-hmm. I was very skinny. I, she literally, I could pick her up and just <laughs> put her in my little pocket. Um, <laughs> To go on a tangent, though, Polly Pockets, when I was a kid, were literally an inch big, if that. Like, they were this big. They weren't an inch. They were th- they're like three inches. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, literally, it was like this. Okay, well, the ones that I played exactly. with when then they I got bigger. was a kid were about three You inches. do know we're like 10 years apart, right? Which is why I specifically yes. emphasized yes, when I, I was a kid because... Well, you would look that tiny, Marissa. Because, well, I'm just saying, it really upset me that Polly Pocket grew because she became no longer really, like, pocket size. No, you can put a three inches in your pocket. Some people put three inches in their pants. Polly Pocket 1990. Look at this. This is... I'm over here. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to show Joyce what... Um, that's sad, though. This I hope the, your man doesn't have three That's inches her vintage pants. home. And it, it's literally, like, the size of, like, a mirror, like a compact mirror. Oh, so cute. I love Polly Pocket. Yeah, I used to enjoy Polly Pocket as well. Polly anyway. Pockets were my favorite toys, and every time I would go to CVS, I'd make my parents buy me one. Not every time. That's such a lie. Like, like every, like, 12 times. Like, how pointless <laughs> were these things? Like, they're so small and stupid. Look, that was the size of the Polly Pocket. Wow, that is yeah, tiny. Mm. That is a very tiny. I don't that's know. That's a tangent. Like, that's definitely, like, a choke-worthy toy. Anywho, what was I originally talking about before I got into Polly Pocket? Oh, skinny weed. Got it. Skinny nice. weed. Um, And so that has been my thing because now since I only do like one cheat day a week, but I do, I make sure I indulge in all the alcohol I possibly can on my one cheat day. Wow. You really only drink once a week? Once a week. Is it the same day every week or you choose a um, new day? Typically it's Saturday. What the fuck? But uh, if there's an event coming, so like my cheat day this week is Saturday because it's just regular, but next week there's Super Bowl Sunday. So I'm sure there's going to be some sort of party in LA. So I'm going to save my cheat day for Sunday Damn, and drink that day. Here. Right? Ain't that shit crazy? I can't. Everything's happening too fast. February's coming up. I know. And I just, then right after that is Grammy weekend. Then right after that is Valentine's weekend. Then right after that. It's my birthday. Oh, really? We're going to NOLA. No, no, no. <laughs> my weekend is two weeks after Valentine's. Uh, what day is your birthday? The 22nd. <coughs> no, it's the weekend after oh, Valentine's Day. Because I have, I'm hosting a panel on the 23rd or talking on a panel. I don't know what the fuck You're I'm also going to be at my birthday party. Yes. <laughs> definitely doing that as well. And then, um, then it's like 
pretty much March, and then there's like South by South. There's just so much happening. And then it's festival season right after that, oh, and then after that it's gonna be summer, and then after and it's gonna that be my it's birthday. gonna be Marissa's birthday, and then. And then it's Christmas. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, it goes from July to Christmas. <laughs> but anyway, so I don't know where we got to here, but that is. How did we get to here? How did yeah. we get to talking about Because we were talking about Fire Festival for sure. <laughs> Polly Pocket was because I'm skinny. That was, uh, and that was weed. That was talking about weed. Oh, because yeah. you wanted to get high to watch the Fire Festival. Right. Wow. What a tangent that indeed was. <laughs> I can't even believe I knew what you were talking about. It's because I'm not high. Exactly. Everybody, we're yes. on top of our shit today. Wow, your outfit is so 90s. I love it. It's really cute. It's very like Clarissa sure. explains it all. That too. Yeah. 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 Which, I by wore the way, a really 90s outfit like two weeks ago. I really like your Well, no one likes your style more than Carol. Carol loves your style. Oh my She's God, thanks, Carol. Fan. How was Carol's fucking shit? It was very <laughs> like, <laughs> it was. She's getting married and she had a bachelorette party in Cancun or Cabo. Well, it was Cancun. We flew into Cancun, but it was really in Quintana. No, that's that's where it is. It, uh, Playa del Carmen. Playa del Carmen. Yeah. Um, fucking amazing like it was so fucking relaxing and we got we went on a boat the first day we did like a yacht party it was like our own thing for the girls and it was so fucking beautiful and like i just fell asleep on the yacht like in the sun by the way i got not an inch of a tan i don't know what happened did you i had sun the tan like i had the tanning lotion like i should have gotten something i got nothing not a burn or a tan um i think we just kept going out too late in the day like at like one the two. rays weren't at yeah, their peak exactly because the peak hours are like i think 11 to i think two. it changes depending on where you are that could also be true um so yeah that was the first day it was super dope then the second day we went into town and we went into all the little shops and stuff and then we just got chairs on the beach and um i was just about to laugh why was i gonna laugh Oh, because all the girls were sharing chairs. And then Carol was like, Marissa, I know you're going to want your own chair and to be by yourself. And I was like, you how did you, it, how did you do? That's what I was going to ask you. I feel like I did pretty good. Okay. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty do you have good, any moments? Um, I was annoyed with something in my own life happening on oh, God, Saturday I feel like night. I know what this is. Yeah. So like I was letting it affect she me. She didn't but get a text back probably. Yeah, That's what it exactly. was. I'm really about to fucking stab her right now because she's so predictable. She didn't even have to say that. I can literally... How do you know? Because I can see it on your face. I was annoyed about something in my personal. So, but luckily for all parties involved, um, that didn't happen until Saturday night when we were already back in the house and everything. So I am pretty confident that I did pretty good. I was quiet into myself for the two days, but it. That's okay. I I think, you know, I participated and I'm very proud of myself. I think I did good. Were they there there longer than two days? Yeah, they went from Wednesday to Sunday and I went from Friday to Sunday. See, okay. I wanted to see pictures of Carol, but she didn't post any. Yeah, she didn't post a lot. She didn't. I was like, I want to see what they're doing. Like, this looks so fun. Yeah, and I was she actually like stories. stalking her story. I mean, she posted a couple. I don't think I saw that. But I was like stalking her stories Wednesday and Thursday, trying to see like what am I missing. But it was really her sister, her older sister, that put it all together. That was like my main source of like seeing stuff. Is Carol? I mean, Carol was probably just she busy. Doesn't, she doesn't even use social and, that much. Yeah, either. she is probably just. I, she's like, I, I was actually having a good time. Exactly, <laughs> and like living in the moment. Um, so yeah, it was, we had a really good time and then we left on Sunday morning and yeah, that was it. But what was I talking about then? You was talking. I mean, I guess we were just talking about the fire festival, but in the end fire festival, you should watch the documentary on both channels. The Netflix one is more catered toward 
fuck Jerry not having any liability for it because it was fuck Jerry that actually put that documentary together. And then the Hulu documentary, um, the guy that was actually let go from fuck Jerry or left, I'm not sure because he was the actual person running the accounts because the fuck Jerry, I'm, Fuck Jerry is a popular Instagram page. If it's, you guys, a it's a meme a page. Yeah. Then they, because of the, the success of the meme page, they like launched an, like a legitimate media, social media company. You know, you can hire them to run your campaigns, to do different things for you, for your company. So the people behind Fire Festival, again, as we were saying before, they got the best of the best. So they got the fuck, fuck Jerry is very good. So they brought them on to do the social media for Fire Festival. And, um, you know, in the in the Netflix documentary, they just act like they were completely in the dark and shit like that. And then in the other documentary, they you see that they kind of had an idea. But I still don't blame them, though, too. It's just like, well, we got to do our fucking... We're getting paid for this shit, and we're under contract, so we're going to keep posting it. And I also feel like a lot of times when you're throwing an event and they said this in the in in the documentary like a lot of times when you're going to when you're putting something together it seems like a complete disaster up until like the moment exactly. it's happening and then everything like, is it's always going to seem like it was a disaster exactly and then it's some then it goes off without a hitch and everyone's like what the fuck were we worrying for you know so like i think probably a lot of those people were feeling the same way like we're going to you know it's it could end up being i mean the, i think at some point when uh, yeah, you well, realize yeah. that Sorry, there's a whole on entire island yeah like, this ain't going to happen yeah. like and they had people, took there were some people that quit that or were laid off because he was like, fuck Yeah, because they were like saying shit and he was like, nope, don't want to hear it. You're done. Um, then Ja Rule, I can't form an opinion on him in that scenario because I can see how you really could have been in the dark about most shit and just kind of being like, nah, Billy's my rich, rich white friend with money. He going to figure this out. We going to get it together. And most celebrity faces of companies are definitely not super involved in a lot of the planning and all those aspects. But he seemed like he had more of a hand in it than most. He He's did. literally on the island. He's like walking around. The part that's crazy too is that the documentary, you're watching it and you're like, how is this real fucking footage? Yeah. Like there was some parts where like Billy's literally like, yeah, like we're just going to put them on an island and like, I, like he literally was implicating himself doing wrong. Mm -hmm. and I thought it was, I couldn't, I didn't, I was watching, I was high, but I was like, is this uh, actors who are doing this part? I couldn't believe it was real. And then the fact that after all of that, he did another scam while he was out on bail for that scam. That is, mm -hmm. that's how, that's when I was like, okay, this guy is a sociopath. Yes. He is crazy. And then that's why I was like, Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how you can just, I mean, I do know how you can convince people just to believe you. Like there's some people that are just so good at it. Yeah. That's scary that people have that much power and how we have so little in our heads. Like we just go along with everything. I 100% agree. We're almost running out of time. So let's get to these emails because we have a lot this week. We do. Uh, this is why did you print them long ways, Joyce? What was going through your head? Uh. We don't know. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm presenting something. Okay. <clears throat> we got some emails this week. This one is called I Told You So. Um, what's going on, MEIA Mob? My name is Bino pronounced you know okay and i'm a trucker i've been listening to the podcast for the last three years and the main two is you and joe's podcast um i hate it when you guys split but i understood your light was a little too bright for that platform in a good way i'm the guy on twitter at blah 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 that bigged you up and i said i felt your spotify deal and more was coming you retweeted and you thanked me first off congrats and i told you so lol i'm upset though because as a real fan i follow everything about the pod and support but you don't follow back and you don't interact with fans 
Isn't that directory con- directly contradictory? You responded you just said and that I she doesn't it re- and said, Thank <laughs> you. And I follow my friends. I don't feel like I have to follow. I don't know. I find you remotely attractive. This is the best part of the whole email. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean, bro? And I enjoy you and Joyce's energy. I make six figures and can hold my own. I would just love to get to know you guys outside of me just spectating. Anyways, Maddie, you're a fucking goddess. And Joyce, you're just as amazing. La- love you, ladies, for real. Thank you for keeping me sad- sane on this road as I get this bacon. <laughs> I, I thought that I read that email last night and I was like cracking up. I enjoy oh, kinda... everything about this email. I really do. So thanks, man. Thanks, Bino. Um, I do interact. I respond to almost every DM that when it's about like, you know, they listen to my shit or whatever. I don't respond when it's like, you're beautiful unless I correct grammar sometimes, which I did today because I was just in a mood. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Then we have the big fan as the thing. Um, so hi, Maddie. I've been following you since you were on Only in This Podcast Later. I really like your personality, what you brought to the show, especially squad stories and the host stories since you left the pod. It wasn't the same with an all-male all male male perspective perspective. so i decided hey let me check out what she's doing on instagram and twitter and to my surprise you replied back on twitter almost immediately stating you had an entire podcast full of stories i'd love to talk to you sometime i'm currently 22 years old in school pursuing a degree in english and media i'd love to do a sit-down interview or even an over the email dm text interview and i wish you the more success in the future p.s definitely want to shoot my shot through email inquiry oh (laughs) jeez y'all are nuts um i don't uh okay yep (laughs) i don't i don't even know because we could sit down and have an interview but then are you gonna shoot your shot in person and and annoy me i don't know i don't know what to do so i'm not gonna answer that um this next one this podcast saved my life was the subject hey guys my life was never actually in danger just kidding (laughs) (laughs) but this podcast gets me through my boring ass job every day i absolutely love you guys always dope content so easy to binge listen to i also really appreciate your taste in music i attached a song i recently released i'd love to know what you guys think about it i'll keep tuning in and sharing the podcast with people i know best wishes on your 2019 it was a cheap shot but you know what i'm going to listen to it just because i appreciate the marketing skills there i'll do it but I don't have the song with me, so I'll listen to it when I go home. And then someone actually had a real question. This one is titled Finding Friends in Your 20s? Question mark. Hey, everyone at MEIA Heart. Currently, I'm in college in my hometown, and I don't have a friend group. I feel like I struggle to relate to my peers. It's like a lot what Marissa said about herself and that she's not the party girl, but in her group, she's the crazy one. How did you guys find your tribe, and how do you go about meeting new people to just hang out with? Love the show. Ooh, that's so fun because when I was in college my freshman year, I went with my best friend at the time, Nicole. We had been best friends since middle school. And we went to high school together. Then we went to college together. We were dorming together in Blanton, 5B15. And, um, but Nicole, had, she was a white person. She had started becoming more white our senior year of high school and like started doing white people things, like white people parties and shit like that. And then by college, she was like full-blown white girl and pledged a white sorority. So she was like doing white people shit every single day and then I was just in the room and for like two months straight I was super miserable because I had no tribe either and I didn't know how to like meet a tribe because you don't just like walk out in the middle of the hall and be like hey I need a tribe where's it at um but for me in that instance which this is not going to help you but I'm you just you asked so I'm going to just tell um I had actually that summer my summer job was at Claire's at Woodbridge Mall and my coworker who I met, because she was just working at Claire's as well, oh. it ended up that um, 
she was staying in the same dorm, the same fucking floor, the same hallway, and across from me in the same hallway, which is like the the I don't know if the word's irony there, but the coincidence, coincidence. of that is like what the fuck? I had never met this girl in my is life. Is that that's the girl who you met in the that, which friend of yours is that? That's like the uh, she, she was not cry- around anymore. Oh, oh no, that's Victoria, my gotcha. best friend. You're thinking that was years later in college, um, but yeah, just the fact that like we ended up both in the five B wing is like really weird. Um, so like one day I had hit her up like, Hey, are you around? And then she had a little friend group that she had already made. And then I was adopted into that and we were called the honey dips. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so that was how I found my tribe in college. And then now I just recently found a tribe in my girlfriends from revolt. Yeah. We all just ended up being like, the only sane people in our area in our wing and shit at work. And we just like started grabbing drinks every once in a while. And now we have a fucking group chat and we get together once a month. And it's the, although everybody canceled, we had January 25th on our calendar for the last month and everyone just canceled today. So fuck all of you. <laughs> um, so I don't know. That does not answer your questions at all. I, 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 yeah, I don't know how to answer that because like, I feel like I'm in a really weird place right now where I'm not working, but I'm in my early 20s and I know and like have a lot of friends, but they're not all friends with each other. That is my life. So it's really hard for me because I'm like, like I, 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 my birthday party is coming up next month or maybe, I don't even know. I'm like, who the fuck would I invite? Because they don't all know each other. I'm just going to, it's going to be a hodgepodge of people. Just show my, up. my life is always a hodgepodge of people. But yeah, like but for, for some reason, your friends become friends. Maybe because like you have a house to entertain in. So like, you know, people see each other consistently. That's true. My friends don't really know each other. So it's kind of awkward. I don't know. We'll see. So I don't, I, that's a hard question to answer. But I did want to respond to a DM that I got for somebody who was like chewing my head off about my take on this Chris Brown stuff. And I just want to say, shh, I don't care. Well, what is your take real quick? My take is that anybody and everybody is going to try to lie to to get a bag of off course, of Chris why? Brown. Someone said that like you're. And I said, I said, him? until he's convicted, I want to see you guys all be quiet because you don't really know the situation. Absolutely. And, the- and the thing is, I, and I'm going to strongly say this too, is that I don't think that he's incapable of what he's accused of, like raping somebody. Like I totally think that, you know, maybe he would have, maybe he could have done it. But at the same time in this situation with Chris Brown, he's such a hot celebrity that like litter and he has such a, bad reputation already yeah that anybody's gonna fucking he's such an easy target and like i love chris brown and i can separate the music from the artist too but it's like in this situation it's like you guys really need to not yeah it makes me sick and i really do hope that that they take legal action against this woman because this is not the first woman in recent years that's been really falsely accusing chris like it keeps Mm. fucking happening exactly and it tarnishes his reputation yeah and and like even if he keeps being found innocent they're still like well wait didn't didn't he like rape someone the people that aren't really reading it and keeping up with it and they just saw the initial headline because they don't want to read anything else or whatever and to the point though i did want to say um I still, like, I've been, I think I said this last week or a couple of weeks ago that Joyner Lucas, like, I think he's a fucking idiot because um, the whole Karen Civil shit from back then when he jumped on that bandwagon and stuff. And he just proved my point even further when the Chris Brown shit happened. I mean, he jumped to his defense on, on Instagram, which is cool, like, defend your homies and all that shit or whatever. But his logic, his argument for it was like, Chris Brown's too rich and got too much money to be raping bitches. Da-da-da-da-da. Okay, stupid. Oh Fuck like, out of here. Hello, like, do y'all not know Bill Cosby? Like, it, money, fame, clout, 
good looks, charisma has nothing. If a man wants to rape a bitch, he's gonna rape a bitch. And, that, like, and I period. stand by that too. And there's at no point was I like he didn't do this or whatever. It's just like. People will lie to get a bag yeah, off of him. For and sure. until we know the situation, I don't really want to hear everybody being like, he's a toxic masculine. I hate that fucking term too. Toxic yeah. masculine. I mean, shut the fuck up. I mean, like, Chris is definitely not an exemplary human being by any means. No. But at the same time, like, nope. It doesn't appear he's out here raping bitches. So let's not call him a rapist, please. And thank you. And on that note, we're going to go. M-E-I-A podcast at gmail.com. Holla at us. Uh, Patreon. Marissa explains on Twitter and Instagram if you just want to DM us instead. A lot easier sometimes. And Patreon info will be coming next week so you can give us your coins and we can give you cool shit. Love y'all. <laughs>